0: This podcast is part of the Self-Defense Radio Network.
1: This is Clay from Skilled Gentleman Podcast. You're listening to today's survival show with Bob Maine. Hi, I'm Paul Lathrop. I'd like to talk with you about the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. As many of you know, you'll likely have to win two fights if you have to use your gun in self-defense. The first fight is the gunfight itself. The second fight is the fight to clear your good name through the legal system. You don't need to draw your gun to find yourself in a legal battle for your life and freedom. Even if you do everything right, you may still be prosecuted, which could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. The Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network is an official sponsor of the Self-Defense Radio Network, and they will completely take that worry away by giving you financial assistance and legal assistance if you have to use your gun in a legitimate self-defense situation. In my case, it was $12,500 just to get out of jail and get the attorney started on my case. Don't let no rezealous anti-gun prosecutor make your life miserable because you chose to legally defend yourself. Sign up at armedcitizensnetwork.org for only $135 for the first year and discounted renewals. Please use the tracking code 15625 or Paul Lathrop when contacting them. Doing so will financially help the Self-Defense Radio Network without having to spend any extra money. Or you can call 360 978 5200 And just tell them Paul sent you.
0: Hi, folks. I'm Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of today's Survival Show. Helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. This is a practical survival and prepping show. I don't go tin foil hat on you. I just keep things rooted in common sense. This is episode number 288, part two of my Survival Mindset Uh, which seemed to get some pretty good reviews, got some comments on that. And uh, thank you very much. Your attitude and your mindset, very, very important. Um, Tools are great. Supplies are great. Food, water, shelter, all the stuff that we, you know, first aid, all the stuff that we need to know, all good. If your attitude sucks, it's going to be hard after the stink hits the fan, to To do anything and, you know the stink just hit the fan again for me and my family, my wife in the hospital with pneumonia, uh, as you know, she battles a l s and when someone gets pneumonia uh, that's pretty pretty tough. she's on the road to recovery, she's getting better, may get to go home in a week or two and um you know but but it's a it's a rough thing so i I have to practice here what I preach these survival skills and these these attitude this mindset so tim mcwelch wrote a a real good article that was in outdoor life recently on the survival mindset which i thought was pretty good and uh you know i want to talk about it and share with with you a little bit about it you know positive attitude let's talk about that first it's now sometimes positive attitude is overused you know people say well you got to have pma pma will get you everything you want in life not quite but it's it's essential. Just because having a positive attitude is, is preached ad nauseum in, in just about every survival book or, or the videos you see on YouTube, and wilderness classes, and things like that, it is a, a necessity. And Tim says, you know, he goes go so far as to say it's a critical survival priority in the face of adversity. Now, I'm going to link in the show notes to this uh, excellent piece of writing that Tim wrote, so check it out in the show notes for this episode. But he says, uh, positive attitude is also one of the hardest skills to master, and I agree with that. When things are down, it's it's hard to go one eighty with your mind and and think the opposite. You know, but it's all worth the trouble. It's all worth it. You know, employ a positive attitude every day. You'll be prepared the next time that you're lost out in the wilderness or you're stuck in a disaster or a family member has to end up going to the hospital or you lose your job or a kid gets sick or something like that. You have an unexpected death in the family. All those types of things. Those are stink hit the fan. Events and a lot of people think that survival is all about waiting for that disaster to hit, and then how can you survive for thirty days after that? You know, horrible hurricane or EMP, you know, hits, and we got to prepare for those. Yes, whatever goes on in your part of the world. I know you guys are listening to me from everywhere, not just the United States, but everywhere. Terrorism might hit you. War might be part of your area. Earthquake, hurricane, tsunami, all that. Yeah, sure. But there are other everyday life. Stink hit the fan events like family members in the hospital. Unexpected deaths. You lose your job. Some bill hits you that you weren't expecting. Some large bill and it wipes out your savings account because you got to get it paid. By the way, do you have an emergency fund? Huh. Well, that's a that's a topic for a whole nother, uh show. Do you have a financial emergency fund? Okay, anyway, get, let's, let me get back to positive attitudes so I don't get too far off track. Positive attitudes kryptonite is pessimism. And a pessimist always focuses on the bad side. You know, it's like what I talked about in last week's episode. Get rid of the bad seeds in your life. Those of you who are gardeners, you know, some of the seeds you put in the ground are bad seeds. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Suck it up and try to stay as positive as you can while maintaining a grip on reality. So when talking about like mental toughness, for example, you know, Tim says we're not talking about physical prowess or how much stamina you have you know or how many calluses that you've earned which you know all that's important because it does show that you that you work and that you apply yourself but what we're talking about is the strength of your will and the toughness of your mind you know just how much pain can you endure to be mentally tough You have to tolerate the intolerable. And see, boy, I think that's probably one of his best lines in this article. To be mentally tough, you have to tolerate the intolerable. intolerable. Man, uh, we're experiencing that with the presidential election in the United States right now, aren't we? Hey, folks, I got to tell you, I don't talk too much about politics on this show, but... I just got to say this. Start prepping, folks. Start prepping and start prepping a lot and get yourself set up very well. Get yourself set up very well with supplies. Make sure that you're financially in good shape. Make sure that you have different types of investments in case some go south because we're headed for some really tough times. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say this, but. Hillary Clinton's going to win. She's going to be our next president. I'm not happy about it, but Trump just screws up way too much. You know, the guy is just the guy. He's off somehow, folks. He's he's just a little off. Something about him. I, I'm gonna. I'm I'm probably going to end up voting for Donald Trump. He was not my first choice by. And he was not even anywhere anywhere close to my first choice for being president. But, you know, these are the two choices we have. And don't go voting third party, folks. Come on. You're a third party candidate's not going to win. So if you're voting for a person who's surely not going to win, what do you think is really happening to your vote? It is a wasted vote. I know some of you don't like to hear that. I know some people don't like to hear that. But Let's look at reality. Let's not just be idealists. And let's, let's not just think about our conscience. Let's talk about reality. What's really going on that affects our lives every day. And what's really going on is a third party candidate is not going to win. And it's not going to make that much of a difference if you vote for a third party candidate. What kind of an effect is that going to have on the country? We have two choices, and whether you like the two choices or not, that's what you got to deal with. Trump or Clinton. I think Clinton's going to win. I, you know, as, as, as terrible of a candidate that she is, Donald Trump is probably slightly more of a terrible candidate than she is. So, <laughs> it's frustrating, all right, but but to be mentally tough, you have to tolerate the intolerable, and this is an example of that. Okay? You got to suffer through the insufferable. You have to overpower your weakness and overpower your desire to give up. Now, what's the kryptonite of mental toughness? Tim talks about what is the kryptonite? What is it that that goes against all this? Declining mental capacity. And not surprisingly, It is uncommon for someone in a disaster or emergency to retain 100% of the normal mental faculties. I mean, you think of it. You got fatigue, you got stress, you got injury, dehydration, lack of sleep, emotional stress in a disaster. Those factors are going to cause most ordinary people to become a train wreck. Now, for me... My faith really helps in times of disaster, times of stink-hit-the-fan family events. I'm a Christian. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior and the source of my strength. It helps. I hope you have a faith like that. It really, really does help. And the great thing, one thing that God does is he brings other people into your life to help you. And that's, I really like that. But with this in mind, carefully monitor yourself and other survivors for depression or anger or frustration, hyperactivity, guilt, feelings of suicide, irrational behavior. All these types of things are part of the declining mental capacity after a disaster, the, the stress that people uh, end up undergoing when, when the crap hits the fan. Depression, anger, frustration, hyperactivity, guilt, suicide, all that stuff. And for you, do whatever you can to avoid shutting down. Just don't shut down. Now, you also have to have motivation in a survival situation. Uh, And what is it that motivates you? When the crap hits the fan, what's going to motivate you? You got to ask that question. There are a lot of survival stories of survivors devotion to their religion or faith like me for example. Uh, Other survivors have told of their increased desire to get back to their family or their friends or loved ones after a disaster. So ask yourself what is that what would motivate you to stay alive in an emergency. These types of things are different for everybody but Think about it and write it down. What is it that would get you going if there's a, there's a disaster? Is it a kid? Is it a spouse? Is it some kind of cause? Is it your faith? What's the kryptonite? What's the kryptonite of motivation? If you lose your hope that you're going to be saved or reunited with your loved ones. Or if you believe your God's abandoned you, which He promised he promised he won't then you're in a bad situation hopelessness you gotta you gotta work to avoid that work ethic Tim says is another uh, important trait one a person's work ethic is a major factor in their mentality of survival you know lazy people they got a problem their work ethic can can you know really really hurt them their lack of work ethic a survivor needs to have a strong work ethic, and stick with the job until it's finished. And, uh, you know, we've all heard the saying, the harder I work, the luckier I get. You know, so many people believe in luck. I don't believe in luck that much. Occasionally, occasionally God does something that you don't expect in your life. And I guess you could call that luck. I don't call it luck. I call it faith. But whatever you want to call it, that's occasional but a strong work ethic can create a whole lot of luck, folks. The kryptonite of a work ethic, just flat out laziness. Being lazy, always seeking the easiest path. After a disaster, that's probably not going to work too well. You might be able to get away with that now. But probably not after a disaster. You know, just lounging around camp means that you're you're not out looking for food you're not building a big huge bonfire or a signal beacon you're not gathering water you're not out there gathering supplies or or a number of things that could be done lots of things so don't you know, don't be lazy in a in a stink hit the fan event and then of course last but not least he talks about adaptability which i think adaptability is probably uh the most important of the topics being covered in this episode right here you know, adaptability and survival have always gone hand in hand. Okay? Think, he says, think about the survival of plants and animals. Ones that could not adapt to a changing environment, what happened to them? They died out. The ones that could change and evolve survived. So you've got to be able to, just like the plants and the animals, adapt and change to your events, your situations, and the environment. Because it's going to be obviously completely different than what you've been living in. And whether it's permanent, whether it's temporary, you're still going to go through a period of time where your environment, your situation is going to be totally different. Okay? And your normalcy bias is going to get blown away. You have to be able to recognize the things that are worth continuing and the things that need to be abandoned. Jettison those things that are just not, you know, worth your time. Your time's a precious asset. And actually, there's one more quality that uh, he talks about, which is actually, it's the kryptonite. It's the kryptonite of adaptability, and that's stubbornness. Okay, being stubborn, it, it, you know, it, it'll kill you, Literally. You know, stubbornness is the refusal to adapt. I just got done talking about adaptation. Stubbornness is that refusal. And and it's simple to to identify. You know, maybe you were born stubborn or your ego says you, you cannot fail and therefore you just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. The thing to remember is don't be afraid to change. And, you know, the fear of change, flat-out fear, flat-out fear is what really screws most people up. I, I struggle with fear occasionally. Uh, I, I think I'm pretty good, though, at dealing with fearful situations. I, I've been at the brink of, of dying, fighting fighting cancer fighting stage 4 cancer that the good lord brought me through with the, with the help of some very very talented doctors at MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston but I went through that and it's that determination and and of course now what I'm dealing with with my wife but the thing to remember is don't be afraid to change. If something's not working, change it up. Again, if it's not working, do something different. Right, don't let your stubborn streak or your stubborn personality trait kill you or somebody else. So, here's some things that for you to think about. You know, a relatively short episode this week, but I I covered a lot in a real short period of time, and because of the short length of this episode, it might be easy for you to you know, rewind and go through this again, especially if, especially if you're listening to me while you're commuting or while you're working out or sitting at work or whatever. Keep in mind, folks, our mindset is one of the biggest factors in our survival. I've got more topics coming up in the uh, relatively near future here that don't have to do with mindset, but I hope that you enjoyed these last two weeks about preparing yourself mentally. ...for a disaster. We've got to start preparing ourselves, folks. There are some really tough times coming ahead. I don't like to be a pessimist. I don't like to be a doomsdayer. So please don't take me to be that way. But I am what's called a realist. You cannot deny reality. Another danger here that um, is not talked about in either of these articles... ...that I've referenced in the last couple of weeks is people denying reality. And that's the biggest reason why people don't prep... They're denying reality. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. That's probably going to be your worst downfall is if you deny reality. With that said, folks, I'm Bob Main. Thanks for listening to another episode of today's Survival Show. Helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.